Hi, welcome to Aberrant Behavior. I'm your host, Christabel. Today in this episode, it is me telling my story. What has led me up to this point of starting a podcast to share about my life experiences and my journey with the world. Uh, It's been a long process uh, to start to make this decision to start a podcast and then to actually finally implement it. I am an over-researcher. I research everything. It's just what I do. And I have been researching about podcasts for probably two years, what equipment I need, how I need to record, where do I host it, how does it work. Basically, everything there is to know about a podcast, I have researched it. Doesn't mean that I know it, but I have read about it. So then if you're like me who research everything to death, it leads to analysis paralysis. I think that's what it's called, where you just research, but don't actually do anything. Yeah, you research, but you don't actually implement uh, what you find out. So, but we're here now, I think, uh, through therapy, I discovered that one of the reasons why I get stuck on the research part without actually doing it is fear, fear of failure, fear of success. Uh, It's basically uh, the ego's way of protecting us. Will people like us? Will they not like us? Uh, What if we succeed? What if we fail? Do I have anything to add to the world? Why should anyone listen to my podcast? Do I want people to listen to my podcast? So it's like a lot of this stuff is going on on the unconscious level and we don't even know it's happening. Uh, But therapy has helped me to recognize, to witness when my ego is stuck in its story and it's telling this story and uh, how I avoid putting myself out there Uh, because, you know, it's just shit scary. But again, we're here now, so we're doing this. So a little bit about who I am. Who am I? Well, my name is Christabel. I am about, I'm going to be turning 35 this year. I was born in Nigeria, grew up in Ghana, moved to the U.S. when I was 21. That was 14 years ago. I remember July 21st, 2006. That's when I moved to the U.S. (laughs) I was 21 and I thought I knew many things. Uh, I had just dropped out of college. I had one semester to go. I dropped out because my boyfriend at the time was living in the U.S. I had just come back from the U.K. I had spent um, on and off about two years from when I was 18 to 20 in England, uh, just, you know, traveling, working, because I just always wanted to leave leave the nest. I've never wanted to stay at one place uh, for any prolonged period of time. So immediately I could travel and I could get a passport. I got a passport, applied for a visa and left. So I went to the UK. While I was in the UK, my boyfriend at the time had uh, moved to the US. So when I came back to Ghana, I did that semester of school, but before I graduated, I decided I was going to apply for an American visa, and I promised myself 
If I got it, I did not care one bit about school. I was going to just up and leave. And that's basically what I did. And here we are 14 years later. I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I love being a nurse. Uh, Well, let me rephrase that. I love taking care of people. I absolutely adore 80-year-old women and men or just 80-year-old people. I get to take care of them. I get to listen to their stories. But nursing as a profession, eh, the politics isn't my favorite. Let's just say that. Um, So that's just like the basics about me. And I have blogged. I typically write. And that's how I've shared my story. I like to say that I think that vulnerability is one of my superpowers. And and that's sharing my story is not difficult for me. It's just sharing it in a way that uh, I can impact people. So I am not... I am not, like, my goal is not to be an influencer. My goal is to give back to the world what other people have given to me by sharing in their vulnerability. The biggest lessons I've learned in life has have come from just people sharing their stories, letting me know that I'm not alone, that what I'm going through is not unique to me, and that there are ways that I, it gets better uh, and that, you know, and that I'm not a freak, basically, because I grew up feeling like a freak, a weirdo. I wasn't, I was the odd one out. I'm not, I've never been popular still today. I will not be sitting with a popular crew. I just, it's just not who I am. So hearing stories from other self-proclaimed weirdos, in fact, I have a tattoo on my wrist that says, stay weird. Uh, because it's taken me a long time to come to a place of acceptance of my eccentricities. In fact, one of my previous blogs was called The Peculiar Me, because that's always how I've identified, as peculiar, as weird. So when I hear stories from other people who, life stories from other people who are peculiar or have faced certain life challenges or traumas and have overcome them. I learn so much. I grow so much. And this journey through life becomes a little less lonely. And that's literally just, that's what I'm hoping that this this podcast accomplishes, that it makes someone's journey a little less lonely. Because, yeah, we're in this together. Uh, And... It's, it's, it's interesting because there are many things, there are many things that make me who I am. I have an opinion on many subject matters or a viewpoint. And using, through this podcast, I hope to explore those many subject matters and how I have shed different perspectives I used to have because of as a virtue of how I grew up and how I was raised, I had a lot of identities that turned out weren't mine. They were that of my culture, be it as an African woman or that of my 
unique upbringing as a girl who was brought up by a single mom or uh, as a result of having been raised a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, I was a Jehovah's Witness till I was 28 years old. So that gave me many different unique perspectives on life. Also, I'm, I'm a lesbian woman. I am queer. I came out when I was 28. I left, I left church. At 20, I started therapy and I left church at 28. I came out as, as a gay woman. So that also has its another layer of perspective that I approach life um, from. And also, like, you know, growing up in, not growing up, but like living in America as a black woman, that has, ooh, man, that has so much um, layers that I did not come to a realization of until I moved to the U.S. Because I grew up in Ghana where it's (laughs) 99.9% black people. So I did not have racial issues to contend with. So being a black woman in America has certainly added another layer of just interest. And I want to talk about all those things, the kind of things I talk about with my friends. Ask any of my friends. These are the things that like, like get me going. I, I'm just always ready to have these conversations, not from a place of I know it all, but from a place of dissecting our long-held beliefs, seeing which ones are still like, how can we unlearn patterns? How can we get back to who we always have been? How can we grow in such a way that by our growth, we can impact humanity in a way that is for the betterment of humanity? So those are the things just like, that's what has me here in front of this microphone talking to you. Um, So, some of those issues, let me just like enumerate them, is race, experience, experiencing the overreaching arm of white supremacy in America, uh, being a woman, capitalism, how can we unmap from capitalism? There is value in making money. There is value in hustling. There is value in liking nice things. There's value in understanding the power money has to solve a lot of mankind's problem, but how can we do that from a place of collective uh, gain versus just personal gain? I'm here for personal gain, uh, but I'm also more so here for the collective. So how can we unmap from capitalism like we've always been taught uh, from a white lens? You know, that's that's how capitalism has been presented to us uh, for a really long time. We're going to talk about being a queer woman, being a lesbian woman, how coming out was how I came out. Ooh, yeah, how I came out, how that was, how how that was like, uh, what that was like, um, how, what it was like leaving my church, leaving my congregation as a Jehovah's Witness. Growing up a Jehovah's Witness, you know, you don't have friends, what they call worldly friends. You you don't make friends with worldly people, i.e. other people who are not Jehovah's Witnesses. So coming out meant that I lost every single person I had known, uh, yeah, who was, who was a very, they were, these people were integral parts of my life. And um, I basically had to give them up in order to come 
coming to my own. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the experience of an African, being an African in the, in the diaspora, uh, the issues that face Africa, the ways that I am, I am inspired to change mental health care specifically in sub-Saharan Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, uh, to be more precise, how I intend to make an impact um, if I have life, you know, because, I mean, like they say in my culture, Ndubuisi, life is first. That's, if we have life, we can, we can, we can do almost anything. So, uh how I survived a lot of childhood trauma. I was raised by a single mom, um, and she did what she what she knew how to. And uh, nonetheless, it impacted me and impacted my younger brother. I have one other, I have one sibling, a younger brother, just surviving childhood trauma, many of which I still don't have a memory of to date. So we're going to talk about that and how I have managed to navigate that healing process. Uh, other things, um, letting go of money hangups, uh, finding and trusting my voice, finding and trusting my voice. This, this, this is like, has been such a journey. It's been such a journey to get to that place to believe first and foremost that I have a voice that is worthwhile, that I have a voice that is worthwhile using, that I can trust that voice, that everyone else don't know best for my life because that's what I grew up with, be it the Bible knowing best for my life or my mom knowing best for my life or my church knowing best for my life or my culture knowing best for my life. And I had to, I had to unlearn a lot of shit to get to a point where I was like, yeah, girl, you got a voice and it's worthwhile and you can trust it. Uh, we're going to talk about the different modalities of healing that I used uh, and my experiences with them. You know, there's, there's traditional psychotherapy, which I'm still in five years later, and there is journaling, meditation. I'm now learning how to read tarot and how to use that to channel my intuition. And um, I'm learning fi- <laughs> for the first time to appreciate the healing qualities of nature. I've never been one to just go walking. I mean, we don't do that where I'm from. Every action had a purpose. You come home from school, you wash your school uniform by hand, and you hang up your school uniform, and you do your chores, and you do your homework, and you go to bed. We don't, we didn't have electricity most, um, most days. So that meant you go to bed when, uh, the sun set and uh, you w- wake up when, when, you know, you wake up and get ready for school. So there was no time to go hiking and take a leisure walk through the park and enjoy the sounds of the ocean. Yeah, that is a, that is a, that is a new thing for me. So <laughs> we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about how, um, how I'm navigating that, how I'm, <laughs> how I'm going through that process. And another big component I have had to like really uh, learn is the concept of an ego. E- ego, as traditionally defined, is this 
this thing that puffs up with pride and is just a prideful thing. But I have learned in the, in the last year or two what the ego is. It's job as our protector. The ego is there to protect us uh, for good or bad. You know, we're, we're, it's our self-identity. It's, 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 it's who we believe ourselves to be. And so like learning, uh, learning that I am not my ego, that my ego has a purpose. I'm not fighting my ego. I'm just trying to witness it and see it for what it is and take on parts of it that serve me and, um, that serve my the greater good and and being able to tell it like honey chill out like we're good you don't have to protect me i can be vulnerable i can i can i can uh i can do this thing it's okay i may be hurt but that's okay too so yes um being a witness to my ego has been has been one of the biggest uh Lessons and one of the biggest resources for this work has been the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Her work is phenomenal. Her work on ego and inner child trauma and uh, healing our inner child and acting as witnesses to our ego has been tremendous in helping me grow and heal. So all these different aspects, all these different moda- modalities work hand in hand to help us heal. If you have healing to do, this is, this, all these things are helpers. We don't have to do it by ourselves. And I think that's the biggest thing I want to convey that we don't have to be in this alone. We can do this as a collective. Uh, the goal for the episode, uh, for the podcast is I will drop a podcast once a week. That's the goal. However, I am not a hustler. I don't define myself as a hustler. I am driven by spirit. <laughs> that sounds so hippie. But I am driven by <laughs> by by alignment. I move in alignment. So my goal is to drop an episode every week and um, hopefully that happens. Um, but for the most part, I listen to my body and I listen to my cycle and some days are hard. I have some situational depression and some days are hard and I can't always do all the things, but I just want to be open about that, honest about that, be in community with you about that. And hopefully we can we can all learn to um, give ourselves grace, give others grace, and um, know that life can be hard sometimes. And we need to give each other some, some measure of grace to be able to get through it together. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be here with you. I'm excited to be in community with you. I'm excited to have these conversations. Right now, I'm thinking the episodes will be about 30 minutes long, anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes long. I don't have any guests lined up. I don't, I'm not popular. I don't have anyone backing me or anything like that. So 
but I would love if I could get to a place where I can have conversations with my friends because that's where I thrive the most. Just like a back and forth like conversation and dissecting these subject matters. Um, so that's probably like way down the line where I can get people on and we can talk. This is not going to be an interview style podcast. I just, that's just not my style. So I'm not doing that, but I would love to have conversations with people along the line. Um, but yeah, let's do this. I'm, I'm a pretty shy person. I am pretty shy. I'm introverted who appears, I'm an introvert who appears pretty extroverted. I, I know who I am. So that's, that's good, but that's still, that shyness has never really left me. So you may, you may see that come through, but I'm just here in all my glory and gore. Is that how that goes? That's the other thing. I don't know sayings. I butcher sayings all the time. So yeah, you will see that happen too. But otherwise, thank you for, thank you for being here with me. And um, I'm excited to talk and and you know yeah connect with y'all